0: Well, let's just get out a credit card, babe. <laughs> I never had one before. Let's start now. <laughs> Welcome to Demolition Buddies, the My Chemical Romance Super Fan podcast where we can all be friends. I'm Switchblade Kelly, and my pronouns are she, her.
1: And I'm Sugar Maddie, and my pronouns are she, her.
0: We're a little late to the game due to the holidays, but we hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We're probably going to be a little late to the game through the rest of the holiday season, but we're working hard and excited to be putting this episode out today.
1: Yeah, hopefully New Year, New Us, and you can count on a more stable podcast. (laughs) (laughs) New Year, New
0: Us. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, This episode, we're going to go into some stuff
1: that we could not cram into the last episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically just kind of our catch-all for all the stuff we couldn't fit into the last one. Just kind of going over the whole tour again with a finer comb.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to talk about merch that we didn't get to. We never really got to the mystery shirts. We... Didn't get into some of our favorite shirts from the tour, so we're going to go there. We're also going to
1: bring up some fun statistics about the set list. We're also going to talk about the summoning, the video that was dropped, and then um, the return concert itself. Mm -hmm. And the announcement for it and stuff like that.
0: We had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We actually rewatched the return show and summoning together recently. Jogged our memory about that. That was great. But before we get into that, I thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about like recent MCR adjacent things happening or that I think were funny. Um, So Jesse's been getting advertised to for MCR content like crazy. He does not. He does not listen to them. So um, it's been really funny. He told me the other day he got a YouTube video suggestion and it was just like a person drawing
1: Gerard Way. I'm just like watch me draw Gerard Way. That was really so cute. Fun. My mom has been getting um, MCR sponsored content as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's like the same thing. It's always like fan art, uh-huh. like elaborate fan art.
0: <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I was like, he is, he is. It's just like and if, when he's when I'm on his YouTube, I'll just see like My Chemical Romance things. Apparently, he's gotten like ads on his phone.
1: Like, You're in his phone, just like My Chemical Romance, My Chemical Romance, My Chemical <laughs>
0: Romance. Uh huh. Uh huh i thought that was funny um
1: rod told me the other day he i think he came home from work or something um and he told me he'd been listening to bullets independently by himself and he he said he knew the songs but he had never listened to it by himself he was like oh yeah i know this one. Oh yeah i know this one i know this one And i was like yeah i know <laughs> i've played it around a million to times. To it forever
0: mm-hmm. i like that he was listening to it on his own that's that's pretty nice. Yeah,
1: that's cute. I love Brought that. Brad is my partner, by the way. I don't know if I've clarified that. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember if you have or not. You knew that, but <laughs> yes, I most definitely <laughs> did. Um, another thing is, oh, I so I just today sent my cousin on an MCR. Like, I started her journey. I I realized I thought to myself that Black Parade would be a good place to start her on, just from the music that she likes and stuff, and um. Mama and sleep are her favorite. She was like, dang. When she got to mama, she was like, wow. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then she was like, this is my fave. And then she got to sleep. And she was like, no, maybe this one. So the the process has started. Oh, side note. Maddie and I are going to try and record as many episodes together in matching t-shirts as we can. Um, So today we're wearing the Red Cemetery um, shirts. Can't see him obviously, but you know, we're gonna post that picture on the Insta. You'll be seeing it. But just know mm-hmm. right now we got that matching that matching vibe going.
1: Once we run out of matching shirts, we'll we might just do theme outfits. So if you have suggestions <laughs> for <laughs> themed outfits, toss them our way. Yes. Please. Highly specific. We'll make it work. Also, since the last time we talked to y'all, um, the last show of the year happened. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. I don't know if y'all watched the stream. We did watch it together. It was a good time. It was. It was in Mexico, Mexico City, at the Corona Corona Capital, Capital. Corona Capital Festival, which I had never heard of. But watching the stream, it felt like we were watching like a historical event happening. It was <laughs> it like mind blowing. Mark Beamer posted the day
0: before the show that the ticket counts were somewhere between one hundred and eighty thousand to four hundred thousand people.
1: That is wild. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, the quality, the sound quality is great. The video quality was amazing. And Gerard Way's costume was amazing.
1: It really was. I was just drooling over it the whole time. That like silvery chainmail fabric that it looked like chainmail, but it also was like soft and flowy. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous.
0: Gorgeous. Joan of Arc Gerard Way out here, blood running down his chin. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm so yeah he dressed up as joan of arc which i i didn't know until after i don't think or until you brought it up to me um mm-hmm. but yeah it looks incredible also a throwback i think to another time that um gerard dressed up as joan of arc i think he's yes done so before. or at least a
0: medieval person before mm-hmm. chain, done the chainmail look like but it's like definitely the budget version you can tell like gerard way is definitely a millionaire now who can afford like a <laughs> stylist <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of Joan of Arc, another podcast, another MCR podcast. Uh, honey, this podcast isn't big enough for the two of us. Uh, they just did a whole episode about Gerard Way and Joan of Arc. Um haven't listened to it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds really cool. So, yeah, same. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. 400 in between 180,000 to 400,000 is such that is such a wide discrepancy in those it two is. numbers. And it's also a huge discrepancy between all the other numbers on the tour because it looked like it was about like 11k to like 50k maybe max. Mm -hmm.
0: Which, you know, that could just be for the whole festival being sold. Mm -hmm. But either way, it was endless seas of people. Every time the camera was on the audience... It never ended. Like I couldn't see from left to right and all the way back. It was complete wild people. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like to play for that many people.
1: Yeah. I I don't understand how you could play to that many people and not get a god complex. <laughs> you know? Uh For sure. You're like, yeah. At least in they some just way. love me. <laughs> Or I guess I could see how it would be really easy to develop a god complex. Mm-hmm.
0: My chemical are seasoned to a very devoted fan base, so they, you know, they have plenty of experience and just having to come to terms with that.
1: Mm-hmm. God's strongest soldiers.
0: <laughs> god only gives you what you can handle.
1: God gives his strongest battles to his goofiest little guys.
0: <laughs> to his silliest gooses.
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go into the stuff that we just like could not fit into an hour fifteen for our last
1: episode? Yeah. All the stuff we, we,
0: we really, really <laughs> wanted to get to that we didn't get to.
1: Yes. Yeah, this is just the bits and pieces of everything we could not fit in last episode. I think we mentioned it in the episode, um, but we recorded for three hours. three hours of us talking about tour and had to whittle it down. So this is everything um that we wanted to talk about and couldn't. First things first, we want to talk about the mystery shirts. I was trying to find more information and I learned that they've never done this before. Mm -hmm. Which kind of surprised me in a way, I think. It does seem like like an idea that they would have done before. Right. It just seemed like very them. It like it didn't even cross my mind that it might have been the first time. So the Mystery Shirts, it's four shirts. Each one is based on a different member of the band, the four main members. They are they first started at the MCR Philly show, and this continued for all of them in the United States, I think, States, so. I think that, that weren't festivals. So
0: Maddie and I didn't get them at the shows, but we both got our hands on um, matching gray Toro shirts. Uh, so we had, like, the Toro Shreds, which, oh my gosh, I think... The cleverest of all the designs. So Toro's shirt, Ray Toro's shirt, is a paper shredder with Toro written on it. Just a bunch of shred paper in it, because, you know, Toro fucking shreds. We've got Gerard Way with a mustache and sunglasses, chilling in a urinal in a fucking public bathroom. And then this one had a Gerald written in pink on the back. Naturally. Frank Aero's shirt's white. Which, that was the mistake there, but, um, and it's, like, Total Revenge-era Frank smiley face. And then Mikey Way is Milky Way, and then it's got, like, a little arrow pointing to him somewhere in there, and just says Mikey
1: Way is in the Milky Way, I guess. There was only 10 released of each shirt, so 40 total at each show, which is wild. Mm -hmm. Kelly just told me that. I did not know that there was only... Mm -hmm. 40 total. Okay, so I don't know if it was only 40,
0: but it was like they, when they would have them at a stand, they would only have 40 and they would only be at like select merch stands in the venue. So there was like, you really would just have to go up. I was hearing stories of fans having to like wait in line, be like, do you have a mystery shirt? Yes or no?
1: And then just move on to the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I was fervently on Twitter, like checking to see which... Stan had the mystery shirts and, like, asking people in line and waited in an extremely long line to ask. And, of course, they were out. hmm It seemed That's like okay. everyone wanted one, too. I talked to, like, three or four different people in the line about the mystery shirts and how cool they were and how they would probably be out by now. But it's so fun. Mm-hmm. They're fun little collectibles. I I love the mystery shirts. I hope they number one tour again number two do this again (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: i'd love to see what like new designs they come up with
1: Mm -hmm. i want to know if they design them themselves or if they like design them for each other i just want to know more about them
0: that would be yeah i'm curious i just like assumed that they designed them each themselves like they came up but i could see like i feel like toro shreds would have been like one of their ideas instead you know like Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, them being like, hell yeah, you're the best, Ray. Um, But, like, yeah, I don't know. The Frank one seems like something, I don't
1: know, it says, like, eat shit on the shirt, too. Just, like, yeah, that at is at something it. he would wear. Mm-hmm. Boys, nice. if you hear us, reach out for comment. We would like to know more. Thank you. Yes.
0: So one of the coolest parts of this tour for me, merch-wise, was the fan-related merch art. I feel like it was just, like, very connected to... The fan culture, because it involved paying fans to do merch for them, which I thought was just like incredible and kind. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really love that too. So the shirts we're going to talk about specifically um, from the 2022 run is the Boyzone shirt by Karen Cunningham and the Tramp Stamp Tattoo shirt. Which is, um, Mickey Taylor is the model
0: with the Michael Corman's Tramp Stamp Tattoo. Mickey
1: Taylor, bed. that's a good name.
0: Mm -hmm. i was definitely the most excited for the tramp stamp shirt it just so gay so cute like just like what a great photo anyway i'm like dang hey
1: mickey what's up it's funny it's so funny i remember seeing it when the merch was like leaked from the Mm -hmm. uk or the europe shows and just laughing so hard. I was like, no Same. way is that the MCR tramp stamp guy. And it was.
0: <laughs> it totally was. Which, yeah. So basically, through the rounds of Tumblr years ago, somebody found Mickey Taylor, like Mickey Taylor in a gay porn, and was like, oh, my God, this person, this gay porn actor has Michael My tramp stamp. So that's just really so specific. I love it. Um, I found this article. There's a new site called Them. They're fun. You should check them out if you haven't. So this article is written by James Factora, and I thought I would read off uh, basically how this T-shirt came about, how the Mickey Taylor Tramp stamp shirt came about. The origins of the shirt began when he received an email from a member, shan't name names, inquiring about his tattoo. Although at first Taylor was afraid that he was being sued, it turned out that the unnamed member had seen the tattoo from one of his quote movies. Quotes the band member, you know, from the band member, and thought it was cool. End the quote. member added that, <laughs> end quote. The member added that Gerard Way also thought it was cool and wondered if I'd be down to make some photos for the merch. To be honest, I was just freaking out as a fan of the music, but also just the fact that it, they even knew me, haha, Taylor said, and that they've most likely seen me doing some very slutty things. <laughs>
1: We're just two men as God had made us. We're just two men as God had
0: made us. <laughs> Although Taylor tried to negotiate some sign merch, he agreed to a cool deal with the band and took the photos for them. Um, Honestly, the whole thing has been a pleasure, Taylor said. I had no idea when the shirts would drop off or when, but it happened, and I found out through Twitter, which was wild. The hilarious and also super friendly comments have been incredible, and it's made the whole situation even more bizarre and fever dreamish none of it feels quite real
1: i love that that. so much
0: i know just
1: what an influence your
0: business just mind your business and all of a sudden a member of Michael uncle romance just emails you and is like hey love your work um you want to be on a t-shirt so yeah tramp stamp shirt damn baller a serve best day as a fan
1: Speaking of a serve and another, I'm sure, best day as a fan, uh, the next shirt we want to talk about is the Boyzone shirt designed by Karen Cunningham. So if you haven't seen it, I'll just do a quick little brief description. It is, um, well, actually, she gave a description of her own. Um, this is a quote from her when it first was announced that she was doing the shirt. She says, the design is a tribute to that weird time where you'd find MCR in the pages of Tiger Beat. What if MCR had their own special issue in a teen heartthrob magazine? A bit whimsical, a little bit ironic, and a whole lot stupid in the best way. Here's some detail shots. Designed by me, but it was a collaborative effort and so fun to do. Thank you, Matt, Ernie, and Gerard Way for the art direction and opportunity to bring your idea to life. Mm. And bring it to life they did. It is gorgeous. It's a white shirt, which Kelly doesn't like, but I don't mind. And it's, like, this all pink pastel, like, it looks like a Tiger Beat magazine. It's, like, with silly little, um, like, blurbs on it. I really love this shirt. And this is the only um, tour merch that I bought personally because it is so silly in the best way. And it really ties into that idea for me of just, like, owning the stuff that you like and not being ashamed of it. And, you know, just being, like, loud and broad about it. And also just, like, satisfying your inner teenager because I was definitely like this. I didn't read Tiger Beat, but, you know, it definitely had magazines all over my room and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that fangirl inside of me, that 13-year-old, she's so happy to wear this shirt. She loves it.
0: Yes. I remember, like, grocery shopping with my mom and, like, going find the magazine aisle to see, like, if there was any, like, pinups, basically, in any of the magazines or anything like that. Yes, I didn't get it because it was a white shirt. I really thought about it, but I just kind of had to be honest to myself and I would not ever wear it. So, Karen, if you have the rights or MCR, please make this a print because I would rock the shit out of that on my wall.
1: So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Fun
0: fact. So at the very bottom where it says, Bonus, who is Nigel's secret crush? At first I was like, Who's Nigel? Like, I didn't get this. Like, I was like, why are they bringing, why is there a Nigel? So, Gerard Way had a broken blood vessel on his cheek for a while. And I guess in the fandom, as a joke, like in the Tumblr fandom or something, they named his little broken blood vessel in his face Nigel. And so, I guess oh he, and I like, it was somewhere on Reddit or something. Someone was talking about how they had a sign that said something about Nigel and Gerard Way like called them out on it and was like, that's bullying, leave me alone. And oh they were like, horrified that he even knew what it was talking about because I think they just, you know, they thought it was like just like a fan inside joke. But yeah, so that's why it's there. I don't know if that was Karen's idea or Gerard's, but um, so that is what that is a
1: reference to. It was a wonderful was a... idea. One more little thing about Karen Cunningham. Um, I learned when I was looking this up that she had also designed not like, not any other merch released by mcr but has done some official mcr merch release by hot topic which i thought was cool like it's all stuff that i had seen before um and i was checking out her website and she's designed a bunch of it it's really cool a bunch of black parade stuff um has her own fan art that i love i own some i have some stickers and a pennant hanging in my room you can't see but i'm pointing at it it's really cool um go check her out karen cunningham another legend So before the
0: tour, the North American tour started, Billboard released this article basically um, commending MCR for their success for the European tour and kind of looking ahead at the North American tour. Um, And I remember reading this and just being like, what? Okay. So the UK and Europe tour maintained an average of a million dollars a night. Grossed. And they thought, predicted around $2 million plus per night for the North American dates. So, I'm all in blowing. all, they were estimated to make $60 million off of the North American leg of the tour. So, from Oklahoma City to Mexico City, they made about $60 million. Set for life
1: yeah i don't even have anything to say about that that's it's just wild mm-hmm.
0: the demand to see my chemical romance is high
1: quite yes i hope they pay vacuum guy well you know they do you know they did
0: vacuum guy is a friend i have a feeling it seems to be <laughs>
1: Like, what? also,
0: is that a thing that venues do? I mean, that bands do? I've never noticed somebody vacuuming the stage before a set, before a day in my life. I was wondering the
1: same thing. I've been wondering the same thing. Like Like, at every show I went to, I was like, have I ever noticed
0: someone vacuuming at the front of the stage? Like, I can't think of it. It's almost like, I'm like, it's just like, was it always meant to be a gag? Like, you know, was it always supposed to be funny? Or is there, like... Some r- rational reason why they really just love a clean floor, maybe because Gerard Way like rolls around on stage, <laughs> maybe. Hmm, research needed. I mean, of course, obviously, obviously, too, like the 60 million didn't just go to MCR, there's so many people working on this tour. Oh, that like photo they posted of like the tour crew was huge. That was there was like at least 50 people, I feel like, in that.
1: Oh, yeah, massive. Mm-hmm. But still, that's a pretty, pretty <laughs> yes, profitable for a um, reunion tour
0: overall, for sure. Like they must be feeling pretty secure for the rest of their lives, even if they did absolutely nothing else forever. Uh huh.
1: Which let us not speak that into Please. the air, but yes, for sure. <laughs> but they could if they, they want. Not you. done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they don't want to. They don't want to. They love us. They love us. Hmm. Um. Another thing that we absolutely wanted to mention um it didn't have time to last episode was this reddit spreadsheet no it's a google spreadsheet made by a reddit user reddit user lidlogistic, and it is basically an extremely detailed spreadsheet about every single concert date on the tour what songs are played what outfit gerard wore what the drum had said it's got it's got everything you name it. Notable moments
0: it. from the episode. Or I mean, not from the episode. Notable moments from the show itself. hmm um, Literally
1: yes. quotes from Gerard.
0: And it's, like, separated from the European leg and the North American leg. Goes into, like, how many songs on bullets? I mean, the amount of different elements that are recorded is incredible. The charts. We loved it. It's, It was yeah. a... Good resource for the last episode as well and
1: will definitely be what we're going to be using to talk about some of this stuff mm-hmm. coming ahead shout out to you little just we did reach out well kelly reached out yes for i reached out to, them, also just to um, thank them on reddit yeah i reached out to them on reddit and
0: um i'm just waiting for them to respond a little more i got a couple words from them and they're interested in giving us more information about how they made it but What I did get from them, here's a little quote, is, yes, I did it by myself. It was super fun to make. I miss updating it every day or two.
1: And I love that. If you haven't looked at this, we're going to link it below. I highly suggest just leafing through it. It is impressive, truly. So. It is. You did that. Thank you so much for doing that as well. Incredible. Thank you, Reddit user litigistic. We love you. Mm-hmm. So on this, there was a few stats I thought were really interesting, and I wanted to share them with you. Um, okay, I think Kelly already knows the answer to this, but I'm gonna give y'all three seconds. Guess what? The one, two, three, four, five. What were the five songs on tour that were played 100 percent of the time? do 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 do
0: do 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 do.
1: Do you have your answers? okay answers are welcome to the black parade teenagers na 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 i'm not okay and famous Last words makes sense bangers
0: right behind is foundations of decay and helena so they didn't play helena at the okc show the oklahoma city show and we were reprimanded for it basically by the fan base so they played it ever since <laughs> and then <laughs> and then foundations of decay because they did not play that at the when we were young festival first night mm-hmm. that they played the second night technically since you know rip first night when we were young
1: fest rip do you ever think about this is a quick side note do you ever think about what outfit we lost i do actually i've been thinking i was
0: like cuz both of those nights had an outfit. Mm-hmm. We had like the dictator Gerard, and then we had we had dictator Gerard, and then you know revenge grandpas. So I'm like, they I feel were- like revenge grandpas was set up for night one,
1: probably is That's what I'm exactly gonna guess. What I was gonna say, mm-hmm. what did we what did we lose out on? If I think of, no. mm, we can't think about it too much. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, us crying in our bedrooms, like, <laughs> thinking about what we
0: missed. Why? We Why? Did. Why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I also wanted to go over, like, the bottom of the list, what was played the least. Um, Let's see. Where should I start? I'll start at, um, we have three songs, only played five times. So that's 12% of the shows. Uh, Headfirst for Halos desert song and i never told you what i do for a living only played it five times each the whole tour
0: did you get i never told you what i do for a living at your new york shows
1: i did i think it was the second song they played on night one or maybe the third it was very shocking it was like getting punched in the chest (laughs) i bet you got headfirst for
0: halos and i never told you what i do for a living that hurts i mean i got desert song yeah that's good but i would have loved head first for halos beautiful in my dreams. if we could trade
1: year. memories i would let you oh well, man i wouldn't let you have it but i would let you borrow it uh-huh well you can make me a
0: copy and then i can make oh, tr- a copy of mine just mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever we get the check <laughs> just like a cdr <laughs> uh-huh um burn bright was played three times we got that it was like the premiere the live premiere in atlanta no that was us in raleigh they played burn bright
1: bulletproof heart also only played three times and make room only played three times um also save yourself a hold them back was played three times um i have no memory of that one being played not to brag or anything but demolition lovers was only played twice just, you got it. Actually, no, I am bragging. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and all the songs that were only played once. Um, Kill All Your Friends was only played once, which I just recently started getting into that song after they played it on this tour, and it is bopping up the charts for me. I love it. That yes. part where he's like, you're so cool. You're so cool. I love it. Same.
0: Yes, I think I got into it because Heaven Help Us was played in the European tour and I didn't know it. And then so it's on the same little and I just obsessed. Like both of the songs are incredible. So I'm great. like, how did this not make the cut? What are you talking about?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a. we'll save that discussion for another day for when we get into Danger Days. But I have a lot to say about that as well. Um, OK, so we have Kill All Your Friends, Sing, Sister to Sleep, Fake Your Death. All the Angels, Desolation Row, and the My Way uh, Frank Sinatra cover. Mm-hmm. The only cover they played all tour, I believe. That I can think of.
0: Yeah. It's not, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the only one. Um, and a lot of these were played at the LA, were played at the LA shows, like Kill All Your Friends, Sing, Sister to Sleep, Fake Your Death, All the Angels, and Desolation Row. I'm pretty sure were all played at the LA forum shows.
1: <sighs> um pretty jealous Which, like, sister about to desolation sleep, what
0: a cut sister yeah that's to a sleep? deep cut
1: <laughs> that's a deep cut they're all good We're we gonna get an actual recording of it please so just a couple little last minute things i wanted to mention about this incredible spreadsheet we've got in front of us um there's a few songs that were played on the tour that haven't been played in many 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 years obviously because they broke up but mm-hmm. This is like notable, like a notable, like even on their recent tours, they hadn't played these. Um, So, uh, Bury Me in Black was played for the first time since 2003, which is a, I don't actually know much about Bury Me in Black, and you definitely do.
0: So I was obsessed with this song as a kid, and I used to make MySpace themes, and I actually found... As one does. My photo bucket. (laughs) Exactly. So I found on my photo bucket like a little screenshot of my theme, my MySpace theme, and it's like all dedicated to bury me in black. It's got like little ambulance and it's like, pick up the phone, fucker. Just edgy, but it's like black and pink. I I can't wait to post a picture on our Instagram about it. Um, Yeah, it was a B side during the Revenge era. Very iconic. This song actually started playing like crazy. This I think uh, Mikey posted some statistic from Spotify, actually, that was just like, it had more plays, like 500% more plays than before, after they posted it.
1: And they're all from me.
0: <laughs> 100.
1: I have been listening to that one a lot, but yeah. Um, first time since 2003, um, at that same show, which that was... Oklahoma okay, City. Um, this is the best day ever played for the first time since 2005. Mm. At the 9-11 show, a Desert Song was played for the first time since 2008. And Skylines and Turnstiles got its first play for this leg like, of the tour. And I'm sure most of us know, uh, but if you're not in the know, um, MCR would not be a band without 9-11 happening. Gerard wrote Skylines and Turns' as a, you know, about 9-11 and what he went through. Um, so I thought it was very, well, it was very fitting that they played it for the first time at, on the 9-11 show in New York.
0: They definitely put a lot of, like, love and respect into that set list. Mm-hmm. They really did. Um. Okay demolition lovers at your show uh, the Newark Night One it's the first time demolition lovers had been played since 2004 and the first time that I never told you what I do for a living had been played since 2008 so that means they were not playing that during Danger Days
1: that's so cool for me
0: <laughs> it's so cool for you
1: <laughs> what a good night
0: Oh, okay. Unique song count. 54 songs were played this tour. To the tour, That's a lot. That's a lot of songs in a catalog to be playing for one tour. It is.
1: I didn't even see that part. Which, that's a testament to this mm. spreadsheet. The more you look, the more you find. There's just so much information. Um, yeah, unique song count, 54 in 40 shows. That's so cool. That's mm-hmm. so cool
0: so cool so cool you're so cool (laughs) Dragway loves to say that he really does so we have definitely talked about it a little bit in the first episode and the second episode about the return announcement but this was going to be our episode three this is where episode three was originally going to start and we are finally ready
1: (laughs) we're finally ready to start it the episode starts now
0: <laughs> <laughs> and once again, do you remember where you were
1: when the return announcement dropped?
0: I do As we do mm-hmm.
1: So Kelly, where were you? when you heard the announcement? I just gone off
0: work. I was like eating dinner, probably watching TV next to Jesse. I got a little bing like phantoms forever. Return.
1: I don't even remember where I was I and I don't think I even got it directly from the source um I my phone was flooded with text messages like did you hear did you hear did you hear they're getting back together they're getting back together and you know as a lifelong MCR fan I kind of like block that out I'm like no they're fucking not like no they're not Mm -hmm. okay check your sources they're lying (laughs) Like, they're not getting back together okay It's kind of like for anybody that's watched Firefly, like the whole whole meme is like, oh, they're reuniting and they're doing a last season finally or they're doing another season finally. No, they're not. It's a lie. Not everything on the Internet is true. So that's how I took it. I like saw all these texts and I didn't even like bat an eye at first because I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I believe this. I think the first one I brushed off the second one, I was like, huh? And then the third one, I actually, like, looked at their socials, and I was like, oh, it's from the official MCR account. <gasps> uh, <laughs> oh. <uh-oh>. Oh. <laughs> okay.
0: Lost your shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrecked my shit.
0: I remember, so, the show was announced, the December 20th show was announced Um, on Halloween. Tickets went on sale the next day. I remember furiously Googling... Estimated ticket costs, flight costs. I was trying to imagine any reality in which I could get to this show and it just didn't exist. But even if I had bought tickets or anything like to fly out there, this show sold out instantly, like instantly in like 20 seconds or something crazy.
1: If I if I had been given even a week's more notice, maybe a month, I I also would have done everything in my power to get there like if i had had more Mm -hmm. than a day like drop of a hat notice to decide (laughs) Uh i probably would have tried to get my get my happy ass there
0: i was trying so hard it was like of course because it's like december 20th or 21st the show was so i know it was the first day of winter solstice but that changes every year so i can't remember which one but it was like flights To LA, we're like $2,000 or some shit. (laughs) I was like, God. I was like, well, I could sleep outside.
1: I could. (laughs) (laughs) If I start walking right now, I'll probably make it. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And yeah, we're North Carolina girls, so there's a lot more um, travel. It's just just no way. Mm,
0: None. I just couldn't make it work. If
1: I had, yeah, if I had had even... A night more to sleep on it. I might have pulled the trigger and done it.
0: Well, let's just get out a credit card, babe. <laughs> I never had one before. Let's start now. Maddie, you said you live-streamed the show. You watched it live-streamed. I did.
1: Um, I think a lot of people watched the same one. Um, I don't know of any other ones that were going on, but there was this uh, Instagram user. I'm pretty sure I watch on Instagram. Instagram user Diet Shampoo, who I think was... Pr- I'm fairly certain she is a cosplayer, a longtime MCR fan. Uh, posted that she was going and that she was going to be streaming the whole thing. I've probably just heard it through the grapevine on Instagram, but yeah, I watched the whole entire thing, cried a lot, and I'm on the East Coast, so I'm, I stayed up until like 3 a.m. watching it, and it was it's so good. I've watched this footage um, from Diet Shampoo like. a a lot of times so shout out to you diet shampoo legend
0: for sure i was definitely not as keyed into the community at the time so i watched it on youtube like the next day or the day after which i'd be curious to watch that one with you um since we watched the diet shampoo one because that one's from like a different perspective so i think it'd be fun i really loved like all the crowd action going on Mm -hmm. felt really great i really enjoyed watching it with you um because yeah i hadn't actually so i hadn't watched it since it i first watched it i mean i'm sure i watched it a few times back then but i haven't even i've been so on the new content kick that just kind of faded so it was really fun to watch that performance to be like wow even from the get-go what a great performance like
1: First time back in so long, and they
0: did such a great job. Mm -hmm.
1: I definitely watch it a lot uh, after uh, ticket sales and stuff went live, uh, just to, like, get hype. I was just really excited.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I I realized that, like, I just, like, didn't have a pulse on MCR live shows, like, at all for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I really... I like had watched Life on the Murder Scene, and whatever, but I really did not really know how amazing live they were. Like I just didn't know that was a part of their like canon. I didn't know that was like because all of my fandom had I'd never been to a concert as a kid and stuff. So all of my fandom was based on the studio albums and just like interviews and stuff. So that was really cool. So I've been really having a lot of fun just kind of going into old concerts. Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, same for kind me. Of I that, you know. I don't remember my first one. I was really, really young when they're in their heyday and then kind of fell out of touch. So, yeah, I missed like the prime time of like the concert scene. So, yeah, it's I've said it once. I'll say it again. Maybe I'll say it every episode. This is the best time ever to be an MCR fan. I'll just keep saying it because it really Definitely. is.
0: I saw somebody the other day on Reddit was like, oh, I feel so bad that I missed out. Or blah, 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 when MCR was in their prime. And I was like, bitch. Their prime is I mean, now. Very, very polite. Yeah, I was like, "Uh, they're in their prime currently. Uh-huh. So you're not missing out on that. I mean, you know, we you did miss out then. But you're not missing out on their prime, which is right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Truly.
0: Tip top. Tip top. Shape. Height. Mm-hmm. Um... When we rewatched this, I thought it was really fun going into their little intro that they did to start the show and how it was basically like a little love song spanning throughout their whole career.
1: Yeah, was that so sweet. really that honestly might have been my favorite part of the show. It when we were watching it, it gave me chills again. It gives me chills every time I watch it. It's um like the intro to they use Romance, they use Interlude from Revenge, they use um Basically all of their intros and interludes, like all of their non musical parts of their albums, and then they played I'm not okay first, so they played the the intro to the music video. D&D. Mm-hmm. And it just like and then they dropped the curtain. It's uh uh-huh. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's so good. I know.
0: I know. I loved they went from I'm not okay to thank you for the venom to give them hell kid. I was like, Ugh. okay. Thanks. Mhm. Yes, that was a lot of fun watching that again with you. Um. Oh yeah. Something. Um. I remember I learned about when it was happening, and then also I think one of MCR, one of the bigger fans in the community who does art. Anyway, so MCR came out personally to give out blankets to fans that had been waiting outside overnight at the shrine show Mm -hmm. and they said devotion
1: on them i remember that
0: (gasps) so sweet
1: i want one of those bitches god (laughs) me too there's no way you could even find one on sale because there's probably just those oh and what would you even why are they gonna give that up that's literally a priceless memory on a Mm -hmm. i bet they those blankets are so warm (laughs) <laughs> right warm and full of
0: love huh. Oh. so i thought that was a nice little touch like how sweet mm-hmm. i had forgotten what about that so sweet to us that's so sweet mm-hmm. i love it i you know
1: um but before I'll the show be happened crying. in bet- oh i'd be sobbing can oh imagine being hand delivered mm-hmm. a piece of almost one of a kind mcr merch by someone in the band. Uh-huh. I can't imagine it. I can't. Um, mm-hmm. So after the return show, they dropped these two videos on YouTube kind of unceremoniously to my knowledge, from at least from what I remember. I remember them just being there. There was no, like, announcement of the announcement, you know. They were just there. Um, the first one was called an offering, um, and it was just to announce... Was it just to announce Milton Keynes or, like, a few shows in the UK? Is that where it is? From when I remember when we just watched it, I think it was just for Milton
0: Keynes. Mm. And it was before I think it had been made a three-night thing, too. I think it just had, like,
1: one date originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think me and Kelly are, uh, feel kind of the same <laughs> about it. Um, didn't remember it at all. Like, we had to rewatch it. Didn't mm-hmm. remember anything about it just because... <laughs> We were like blinded with jealousy that other people were getting shows. (laughs) Uh Like I remember watching it like, oh, doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. Wipe that out.
0: (laughs) It's also like just a two minute video. Mm -hmm. It's not as long. It doesn't have as much going on in it. Right. It's like the return guy, like on the return plushie that Kid Robot did. I don't know if he has a name, but he's got a dagger and skeleton face and like a robe. Kind of seems like Um, the
1: evolution of Pepe a little bit. The marching band guy from yeah,
0: Bakery. I like that take mm-hmm. definitely like a matured version. Right. And it's lots of artsy shots in the woods, and he walks up to like a pinnacle and stabs it, and that's it. And it's like Milton Keynes, but the witchy symbolism, very cool. Now the more important video.
1: Okay, so after an offering, a video called "A Summoning" was dropped. 13 minute long like short film basically and i feel like maybe there was a countdown to this because i remember looking forward to it like i remember being really excited about it dropping so maybe there was maybe just like a countdown on youtube or something i think that's what it was now that you said that Mm -hmm. yeah like i forgot youtube does that yeah it's
0: like hey there's gonna be this new video dropping right
1: i remember something like that but basically what it is before i get into like my own personal tale it's a 13 minute short film and it basically chronicles this MCR fan who is trying to summon MCR back to life with like a Ouija board. Ouija board. Mm-hmm. He's using a, a Wagy board to bring them back. Um, And it does something. He like goes through basically this just montage of all of MCR's eras being chased by the Draculoids from Danger Days. I think that's what they're from, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. It's like, It's all fan service. There's so many little pieces of lore buried in there. And it just gives you chills. It just gives you chills. It does.
0: It's like an emotional ride through their legacy,
1: basically. Mm -hmm. So when this dropped, I was at work and everyone around me knew that, number one, I was an MCR fan. Number two, that something was happening. (laughs) Mcr because <laughs> I told everyone about it everyone around me they, I know that they did not care same but a couple of my friends were at work when it dropped were at my job I think we planned that so that she could be there um and then me her her name is Lexi we're gonna read a story from her later me and Lexi and the dishwasher from my job all went out back and watched it together <laughs> I love that <laughs> it was really really sweet and like it's so dark we couldn't see what was going on but it was just nice to be around friends in that moment and then i went home and i watched it three more times
0: i wish i had more of a story about the first time i watched it i remember being excited for it and being excited when i saw that they were playing a show anywhere near north carolina at the time because the Raleigh show had not been dropped then and that is all trauma i had i've had so much life events happen since that moment that like i'm just like "Mm -hmm." I was like, dang, I wish I remembered more about... I remember being very excited. I also remember being a little bit of a shithead and being like, aren't they going to announce new music?
1: I was like so (laughs) hung up on that. So hard. So hard. Um, Anyway, I'm a huge fan of A Summoning. I think it is incredible, beautiful, gorgeous, chef-stopping, spectacular. Love everything about it. I think it's so cool. The, um... (sighs) Just... The fan service and lore that's wedged in here is so fun to watch to like pick through like all the little eras and mm. I just love it. What's your favorite yes. part, Kelly?
0: Probably the vampire sexy bar scene where he like walks in when he's like running from the draculoids and it's just like all these weird, melty visual vampires being sexy, biting on each other, dancing in the club. I mean, oh, perfect.
1: That's probably my favorite part too. Um, I, if I were this boy being chased by the Draculoids, I think I would simply just let them get me.
0: (laughs) Why not? Can't be too bad. I definitely think the Helena part was beautiful when he stumbles into the church and the
1: music. The Helena part is beautiful. We both almost cried watching it. (laughs) Yes, we did. so good. Uh, It's got the original Helena, the ballerina dancer in it. It's just beautiful. That's also... She's so haunting. Uh, it really is. I want to watch it again. You want to watch it again after
0: this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good, homie. Okay. Yeah. Also, MCR, dramatic bitches. I love them. They're like, we're coming back, babe. Here's a 13-minute video dedicated to you and our legacy. Love you. Bye. Hey, hey, here's some tours. See you soon.
1: Truly dramatic. And I it really gets me excited for... It got me excited about the... Concept of because this was after Umbrella Academy was already out and I loved it, so it got me excited about the concept of like maybe uh, Gerard Way directed my chemical romance themed like production like actual production show movie that would be yes. Gerard Way, we already know you're working
0: on a fantasy novel. Um, do you want to work on a movie? Do you want to work on a TV show? Do you want to be a director? Come on, I'm trying to have like new content from you till the day I die, so keep it coming, baby. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you have anything else you want to say about a summoning? I don't think so, no. Cool. Um, well, let's move on to when Foundations of Decay dropped. Let's.
1: Um, as I said earlier. Yeah, I'm going to name you as official spokesperson because this was your number one song.
0: Yeah, as I said earlier, this is my number one song played um this year. Um, 91 times. Impressive. Lost my damn mind. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed, honestly. So when Foundations of Decay dropped, I did not get any notification from Spotify, which I was like, rude. I've been like their number one listener. I've been a number one listener for like six years in a row. That really <laughs> upset me. I was like, so I didn't get a notification from Spotify. But my coworker, who's also another, who was a My Kim homie too, they were like, Kelly MCR just dropped a song I remember my heart like literally singing to my stomach we were trying to listen in the break room on like little headphones sharing headphone buds their phone kept buffering and skipping because we have like really bad signal in there and I was like no so I ran to my car and just immediately immediately listened to it like twice in a row I just like I couldn't believe it I really wasn't expecting My Chemical Romance to release any new music by this point I'd kind of lost that Dream. I was like, okay, okay, it's not happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Well, the moment, I was kind of unsure about it at first. I remember it, and then I get to the breakdown, and I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. And it definitely grew on me over time. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: For That's me, I think it's still thing. growing on me. I still have some room mm-hmm. to grow. Obviously, I was excited to hear it. It's a really, really good song. The music in it is Top notch. The breakdown is great. Um, I think I was also Mm -hmm. at work. I work outside. I heard that it dropped. Um, I tried to listen to it like on my phone with like the speaker up to my ear. (laughs) Um and then right when I got home, I listened to it a bunch. To force everyone around me to listen to it, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Um question. What's your favorite? This is like to the listeners, but you know, it could be to you too, Maddie. What's your favorite part of the song? What do you what references do you um, notice in it? Because, you know, there's a lore about the towers falling lyrically, there's a bunch of like weird imagery of like, you know, laying and rot. The music seems really heavily inspired by like bullets, but also by like sleep to me. Um, mm-hmm. and that like walla sound crescendo kind of
1: epic soundingness. I think this is gonna be my personal project. I think uh the last my last personal project was sleep. This is my new one. I'm gonna undertake it. There we go. <laughs> Just get to know it a little more. Mm-hmm. Because I mean I've listened to it a bunch, but I don't think as much as I should have by now. I think it'll grow on me over time mm-hmm. though.
0: Especially if they release like more music to you. You could
1: find the bridge between it. Exactly. Or something. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm I just love that they were not afraid to just go heavy on a single because that is not really a thing they do ever. That is
1: definitely I'm not okay. Right. hmm hmm
0: None of their singles are heavy songs. Like, they're all, like, their chiller songs on the album, quote-unquote chill, but you know what I mean.
1: I hope if they do release a new album that it is in that same vein because I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Same. Me too. That was really exciting to know that, like, yeah. Just because, you know, Danger Deus was definitely, like, them rejecting all of that because I'm sure they didn't like to pigeon- pigeonholed and that's one of the things I really respect about MCR. But I was like, but I love My Chemical Romance for their heaviness. So, I was very pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the misheard lyrics on this were incredible. Please send me your Foundations of Decay um, misheard lyrics because everybody had it wrong until like Rock Hero um, released them or something. Everybody thought cage all the animals was anti-hero and like there's a bunch of other ones that are just really great so i'm sure that was fun for gerard like hearing a bunch of like thousands of people
1: say the wrong lyrics at you <laughs> mm-hmm. just uh, just sounds mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'll do some I of my misheard lyrics because i don't know the lyrics very intimately so i'll report back next mm-hmm. episode
0: sounds good because that was definitely one of mine was like the anti-hero i heard that for sure but yeah, so Foundations of Decay dropped two weeks. That's right. It dropped two weeks before the European leg of this tour started. And so basically that way the fans would have enough time. I thought that was like a perfect amount of time to like be able to sing a song back at an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like. Exactly. Okay, this song was released today. Let's go. Um, time to get studying. Yes, and they're obviously very proud of that song because they have played it every show except for that when we were young. So I think they're very proud mm-hmm. of it and happy to
1: bring it out. And they should be. It really showcases like how they've grown musically and how tight they are as mm-hmm. a band and just how good, at, I think so. how good they are at what they do, honestly.
0: Agreed. So I think that kind of wraps up us talking about just, you know, that small chunk of time from the return show being announced to Foundations of Decay. I mean, I guess, you know, there's a couple of years in between because of COVID. But basically, that's a time hole. And so that is
1: what we got. Timeline complete. Plus that sentence. <laughs> I know.
0: Timeline complete. We have done that chunk of time. We're going to go before that, too. We think next episode. think next episode we're gonna talk a little bit about just all the many times my Chemical romance has quote-unquote going to get back together Mm -hmm. and all the fan theories that had been going around you know that would be a fun little thing to do
1: i agree um so we're gonna read um some of our listener surveys next and i think this one is a pretty good segue because or it relates to what we're talking about right now elena she her wrote in um friend of kelly's um, and she said, anything you would like to discuss on the show, I'd love to know more about what they all did during the breakup. And that's kind of what we're going to do.
0: And then I think and then we could do an episode about like all their different projects that they did
1: musically and stuff And mm-hmm. touch base on that. Mm-hmm. So we will do it for you, Elena. You're smelling what we're stepping you know. in. Mm-hmm.
0: Bo show. Do you want to um, read her other little things you highlighted from her survey?
1: Sure. um, so I have two more from Elena. Do you remember where you were when the return was announced? <laughs> she said, no, I have a garbage memory. <laughs> we were like respect us too. It okay, reading this made me la- like burst out with laughter because like damn girl me too. <laughs> I just I relate. I agree. you know <laughs> I also have a garbage memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is from another person. Um, but yeah that's all for Elena. Do you want to do one of yours? Can I read mine next? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good.
0: So, okay. So, this surveyor chose to use their Killjoy name, Kerosene Cowgirl. How cool. Her pronouns are she, her. For her favorite song and why, she gave a few answers. She put venom Venom and Sorrows together. She said, "These two have the same kick-ass feel to them, and the instrumentals and lyrics, the vocal harmonies and venom, and the rawness and sorrows is fucking great. I love that she just paired these songs together. I kind of want to listen to them side by side to see kind of where she like in her mind. Obviously, this is like the same song.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me it's, too. Like, I've
0: never like, like connected those, so maybe I'll. That's another part mm-hmm. of my homework. I can mm-hmm. see it though. And then for Hang 'em High, she wrote." wild west vampire zombie saloon shootout mad max style that's <laughs> her <As a> reasoning <laughs> which i really really loved i was like yeah totally agree okay. um and then i chose one more question to read off of her survey and that was have you made any friends through the community i've definitely bonded with people over my kim one of my best friends is a former coworker from like four plus years ago so many closing shifts were spent jamming out to bullets and three cheers. She had a demo lover sticker on her phone case, and that's what broke the ice.
1: I love that. Oh, I know. I thought that was sweet. Man, the bonds you make with a work friend. What a good bond to make with a work friend. Mm hmm.
0: Most definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I thought that was a cute little
1: thing to include. Do you want to read off another one of yours? hmm Okay, I wanted to read this one um, from Astra, Pronouns They Them. Uh, the one that I picked was, How Did You Find My Chemical Romance? And they said, I attended a Girl Scout camp the summer before sixth grade. No electronics were allowed to this. Uh, this meant kids got creative with their means of listening to music. I remember two girls in particular. They were all black always and listened to bands like Pierce the Veil vale and I would later learn MCR. I remember sitting in the loft in our cabin after our counselors went to sleep in complete darkness. The two girls pulled out a portable CD player and headphones, popped in a CD, and told me to listen. I remember being so incredibly enthralled just from the first two songs. The CD was Black Parade, and when I got home from camp, I immediately went to my laptop and binged their discography. I've never really been the same since, in a good way. I don't know where they are, but I'm really grateful for those girls at camp and for them sharing what would become such a big part of my life. I just thought that was so freaking sweet, and it re- it jumped out to me um, because I was also a Girl Scout who went to a few Girl Scout camps. I wasn't listening to MCR then; I was very small. But what a what a kind moment! I hope I hope those girls are doing well. Um, Same, and also so I really sweet. related to the <laughs> immediately when they said uh, portable CD player and headphones. I was immediately taken back to my childhood like my first (laughs) thought was like the hello kitty boom box with the black parade cd in it
0: yes (laughs) Uh but
1: also like uh me and my best friend brooke like on the sixth grade bus like with our walkman with like three cheers in it and like each of us splitting a headphone i was immediately taken back to that so i really love that so sweet tender childhood moment um, but yeah, shout out to you, Definitely. two girls that wear black all the time, always. Um, Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are still emo. Please still be emo. Same. <laughs> For the culture. For the culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I also just love the... I love it when people discover music when they're not supposed to. Like when it's like the adults in their life would be upset about it. There's something extra special yeah, about it. Yeah, it
1: hits harder sometimes that mm-hmm. way.
0: It's like a little dirty secret. You're like, hehe, this is against your rules <laughs> ha <laughs> um, so the other survey I chose um, to read this is gonna be the last one I choose to read um, from another person who chose to use their killjoy name love it and kitten pronoun she her any misheard lyrics in prison for the longest time I thought they said or lethal injection straight to the rump and you die <coughs> Straight to the rump.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. Boy fit. Um, It fits. I know we mentioned the line, um, we're just two men as God had made us. I just learned that lyric this year. I just under, I think it was sometime this year listening
0: to the song where I got that that was like a sexual statement. Because in my childhood, that just didn't really, I, I remember I knew what that lyric was. Like I knew... But I didn't understand
1: it Mm -hmm. until about this year when I was listening. I was like, oh. Duh. I could not tell you what I thought it said. I just made sounds every time. I have no idea. And it's kind of wild that I never Uh looked it up. I was just like, nope. (laughs) Don't know that part. That's fine. (laughs) I love myself
0: anyway. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You should. As you should. Um. Another thing I wanted to share from Ritalin Kitten's survey was for, to the question, "Anything else you would like to share?" She says, "I'm so fine. I'm so happy. I am finally confident enough to be active in the fandom. Growing up, my Kim was my guilty pleasure. Now at thirty, I am proud to say I was a fan of them since 2007, and I'm so happy I can participate in this podcast."
1: Oh, that made me <laughs> want to cry.
0: I know. And it was so sweet. And it kind of reminded me, like, how I was saying, like, I definitely, for a long time, My Chemical Romance was also my guilty pleasure mm-hmm. and something that, like, only, you know, like, an actual true friend would, like, know about me. And um, so I'm like, hell yeah. And it kind of goes in with what you were saying about the boy's own shirt and stuff. We are the same. Like, kind I don't care. We're happy to have you. We are mm-hmm. the same. Happy to have you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So.
0: Life's short. Love My Chemical Romance with your whole heart proudly exactly (laughs) so yeah those are the surveys i wanted to mention myself
1: um i have one more and this was not um a direct survey this is um from a friend of mine um her name is lexi pronounce she her she was
0: at the raleigh show
1: Mm -hmm. um and this is just her little tale from the raleigh show she says uh, so when we were in the parking lot, there was that group of three teenage boys and two dads, and we were all squeeing over them and being incredibly obnoxious over how obviously adorable they were. And Kelly goes to take some Polaroids of them, and they start talking about how cool her tattoos were. And yes, they were cool. I got a pick of her Beavis and Butthead tat. Still, fire! <laughs> so everyone starts showing off their hella sweet, specifically MCR tats, and the boys were all rightfully fascinated with the amount of beautiful ink. It was an incredibly wholesome moment, and then I thought to myself, like, damn i don't have any cool mcr ink so i asked the boys if they wanted to see my tattoo and they nod and i proceed to show them my squidford squidward tentacles bold and brash ankle tattoo and they laughed really hard which made me laugh and it was just nice to bond even momentarily over really stupid shit with teenagers who scared the living shit out of me hell yeah and i just wanted to share that because That's so it was a really sweet moment i i loved it
0: it was
1: <laughs> i That's know so i know we were so intense to those kids i just like remember just like running up to them and, hi <laughs> we were really intense to those kids hello but i really hope it set the tone of their night because they really made an impression on me same truly like i just like saw myself. Th- they were dressed so cute they were dressed so cute uh, they were there with their parents i just like saw myself in them and i loved it mm-hmm. same and they
0: had revenge era fits like all of them i'm pretty sure <laughs> Thanks, Lexi. Thanks for phoning it in. Thank you for sharing, Um, Lexi. Well, that's going to be a wrap for our episode. We
1: want to thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you all for sharing your stories. Um, I hope you all that shared um, get your stickers soon and you love them. Um, We did get our first audio message, but we are saving it for a future episode. We know exactly where we're going to put it. It's going to be perfect. But if you sent it, we loved it. Thank you for sending it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And please send it. I'll give you a sticker. They're really cute. You want it.
1: Yes, if you send us a voice memo to our pod inbox, Kelly will send you a uh, fun little sticker she made. Mm-hmm. Limited
0: time only. It'd be really cute. Nobody else will have it near you.
1: <laughs> You'd be like,
0: I was there. Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you so much. We've had so much fun responses and interaction. And we're just like really grateful that y'all are enjoying the show
1: mm-hmm. grateful to be talking about our favorite thing and getting excited talking about it and it just keeps getting funner and funner
0: hell yeah it does so reach out um hit up our link tree find us anywhere on socials like um totally like rate our podcast if you um feel inclined to wherever you listen that's been really fun every time i get we get a new little review we're like Mm
1: woohoo yes it always makes they love us we see it every time and it makes our day it does Mm -hmm. we
0: notice so thank you for listening thank you for interacting with us and leaving us messages and so many surveys and we just can't wait to get to the next episode cool. cool you're so cool you're so cool you're
1: so cool so cool anyway we love you all right
0: We love you so much. Mwah, honey, mwah.
1: Bye.